0: Wrestling with the Basics is a production of KFUO Radio. Christ for you, anytime, anywhere, since 1924. Text the letters KFUO to 41444 to join the legacy with your tax-deductible gift.
1: We're on a mission from God.
0: completely different. Uh, Let's get ready to rumble!
1: Yeah, baby, yeah. This is Pastor Charlie John Lecumsky. From St. Paul's Lutheran Church in New Athens, Illinois, and Trinity Lutheran Church in Darmstadt, Illinois. And I have with me
0: Pastor Matt Youngblood Clark from Ascension Lutheran Church in beautiful South St. Louis. And this is Wrestling with, with the, the basics. basics. Yeah, I've
1: been thinking, maybe hey, we forgot to say that the last couple of episodes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it could be. Could I don't know. be.
1: I, I think anybody that happens to be listening probably knows that this is
0: Wrestling with well, the Basics. Well, after that intro, especially, I mean, that yeah. is. Unmistakable.
1: The the great Paul Clayton did that. Yes. Put that all together, and yeah. uh, it has survived. What twenty five years? I think. Is that right? Ah, that I long, I boy. That is. That's beautiful. So.
0: Beautiful.
1: All right, because I know people are chomping at the bit because we had another one of these wonderful brain teasers. That, by the way, come uh, from Matt. Matt gave me this wonderful uh, uh, calendar called Sign Spotting. And, yeah. and occasionally on the back it'll have these little riddles, mazes. Sometimes that is a maze, but the maze didn't work. We, we tried that once and it did work really good on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, go a little bit further. Now turn right. I just it was not quite the same effect. It didn't work. <laughs> but but you know, riddles, brain teasers work. So I'm the one to blame for the brain teasers. <laughs> yes, Great. You are. So please send all your letters to Matthew Clark at Ascension Lutheran in St. Louis. The first two letters represent a man. The first three letters represent a woman. The first four letters represent a great man. And the word as a whole represents a great woman. So, Matt, tell what you thought it might be.
0: Well, I was way off, apparently, because I was thinking the abbreviation for man, woman. So, mister, two letters, man, three letters, MRS, 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 woman, and then... After that That, I'm not quite sure. And 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 there's really not any vowels in in that scenario either, which which could be problematic. But anyway, so I'm apparently way off. So so if you figured it out,
1: understand you're smarter than Matt.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Now that's not saying a whole lot, but yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, I have the answer because it was actually on the But you know, it's tricky because it wasn't on the actual calendar page. You had to go to the next date. To find the answer. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. So did an- Lynn figure it out? <laughs> I don't know. Since we're, in the, since we're in the mystery of radio here, I don't know. <laughs> but you can tell us if you did figure it out. We'll believe you. Heroin, Her- heroin. Not not the not the drug. No, <laughs> okay. no. But the heroin.
0: Well, here it is. is a family he, show. H e. Yes,
1: that's a man. Her h e r. Hero, uh, H-E-R-O okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. a great man, and H E R O I N E, the whole heroine, word, a, a, That's a great, very great clever. Woman. I thought so. too. I like that. I thought that so too. So the answer is hero- heroin. How do you say that? So it doesn't I sound mean, like you're right. saying the drug. But yeah, is I think
0: you've got it. Okay, a heroin, right. like a yeah, yeah. the yeah, the female hero, right? A
1: female hero. Yeah. yeah, like like Wonder Woman. She was a heroin. Heroine. Yeah, I had to think for a while because you don't have many great women. <laughs> oh, oh Uh-oh, man. Oh, no, no. no supper for me If you're listening
0: my, with Lynn, of course you're other in our wives
1: who are perfect examples you're of heroines. what our heroines are. <laughs> vacation. You said we we're going to talk about Luther, who was really into vacations. That's what you told me, and I think, well, I don't remember Luther writing anything about
0: vacations. No, 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 no,
1: no, 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 no voca- vo- not
0: vacation. Vo- 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 vocation. 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 Yes, although they're both, you know, I, I, I could stand on a vacation, that sounds <laughs> pretty good. It does. <laughs> we can talk he about probably, that if you want. Well,
1: it's part of the gospel, just take a break, rest a little bit. Take a know? break, take a yeah. vacation. Take a vacation. So what is vocation then, Matt?
0: I'm glad you asked. <laughs> so we'll, we'll talk a little bit about vocation right. today. I mean, um, yeah, go ahead. Well, so we'll go back in time, 500 years ago, over 500 years ago. Uh, before the time of Martin Luther, and uh, you know during. <laughs> By the way, you know when you're when you're telling these little stories,
1: here's a good idea:
0: have a point. It
1: makes it so much more interesting for the listener. <laughs> you know, the listener can't really appreciate this because Matt's trying to get the point made and I'm hovering the, the, the little mouse there over that sound that effect. That sound effect. It, so I just it know just it's coming. You. It's I'm like sorry. that
0: game show, the, the uh, Press Your Luck. It's like, no whammies, no whammies. No whammies, you know? whammies no it, whammies. Then you're just whamming me. So anyway, I've got a Quit point. making things Here up. We go. Okay. <laughs> All right, so... Back in time, 500 years ago, before Luther's Day even. Um, really, the world was divided into to two main groups. You got the clergy, yeah, guys like us. The
1: priestly classes. The yeah.
0: priestly classes. And then you got everyone else. Right. You got the commoners, right? right? Yeah, uh, the, the lay people. Uh, and this idea that if you really wanted to serve God, if you really wanted to, to live your life as a Christian, uh, if you wanted to be holy, well, then, what do you do? You you go and you sign up at the at, monastery, right? At the monastery, right? the
1: nunnery. Well, of course, it makes perfect sense, because those people have devoted their lives to God. Yes. Right? Every day, they're reading the Bible. and Well, maybe not reading the Bible, because the Bible wasn't written in a language they could understand, but at least they were saying prayers mm. and stuff like that, and going to church seven times a day they'd be going oh, to church. Oh, my
0: goodness. Yeah, when you look well, at the then, schedule.
1: I, I mean, if it makes you good to go once a week, man, going seven times a day, that, that ought to be... Yeah. Yeah.
0: You want to be holy, you want to please God, join the monastery, sign up over at your local convent, become a monk, a nun, a priest.
1: That's That's the theme song.
0: (laughs) Nice. So, anyway, so that's the way it was. Um, But then Luther really turns that whole idea of vocation. You know, takes it out of your vocation yes, he does. and he turns that whole system on And his It's head. so
1: great that he yeah, does that.
0: It really yeah. is. It's it's a beautiful thing. Um, so that that God-pleasing life, living a, a holy life, we might say, he brings it out of the monastery, out of the convent, and out into the everyday world among everyday people, um, which is incredible. Um so you know, this idea that that, you know, a, a father, a mother. Uh, serving their children is just as blessed of a thing and just as much a service to the Lord as a priest or a monk. A monk maybe behind closed walls. In fact, maybe the work of that father and mother is even more blessed because they're actively serving their neighbor, their their child, their son or daughter. That's an honorable thing and that's something that Luther really brought to light.
1: And, and you see, that was the thing. So it goes back to what we've talked about the last two weeks. Uh, that, that good works were identified as religious stuff you do, doing religious stuff. That's what makes it good. Well, because it's religious, that's what makes it good. And of course, the clear teaching of Scripture and and again, that's what we're all about. We don't really care what Martin Luther said, because he actually said some pretty crazy things that we just as soon not repeat. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, But it was that Scripture that said, no, it's about the love of the neighbor. That's what the good work is. And so, Mm -hmm. yeah, like you say, if if you're a mother and you're changing a baby's diaper, or if you're a father and you're changing a Baby's diaper, Ooh. even more so. That's that's really, truly a good work in the eyes of God.
0: You're being a hero and a heroine. All together.
1: The <laughs> they're very good. Oh, nice way to segue with the yeah, opening. Thanks. Yeah.
0: It's kind yeah. of a stretch, but. <laughs> no, it isn't at
1: all, because that's exactly what you are. Yeah. To the baby. Ask the baby whether he thinks it's more important that you say your prayers or that you change his diaper. And I think the baby will tell you what's most important to him.
0: Yeah. 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 Well, and, and here's. Here's an illustration. So this oh, is good. from uh, this is from uh, the author, the Lutheran author scholar Gene Edward Veith. He he writes this. I
1: love Gene. Yeah, Vieth. yeah. yeah. And
0: it, he, so he gives us this illustration about just what you said. It, it, it just fits so well. Uh, I'm just gonna go ahead and read it. He writes a woman told me about getting involved in a Bible study that demanded a strict commitment to the study of God's Word. You should make the Bible your number one priority, she was told. Well, That's, that's, you know, that's, that's not thing. a bad thing, yeah. right? Study God's Word. Uh, that meant getting up early for her, and the very first thing she would do in the morning is read God's Word, read the Bible, and have quiet time with the Lord. Well, that sounds good, too. Yeah, She did this, but to her consternation, every morning she would start to read her Bible, and her baby would wake up. Turn those babies Turn those babies And she found herself resenting
1: Aren't you you glad that we don't have babies anymore (laughs) Seriously (laughs) Now that you're you're, you're a little older Kids are getting grown up It's a lot better than when they were babies
0: You know, once they slept through the night, I was okay okay, If you got, you know, six solid hours of sleep I I was fine But it was that Getting up, and my, you know, and for my wife, I'm sure it was even more of a, a sacrifice and struggle. But once they slept through the night, you know, well, but still, right. it was then, the diaper thing well, too. They got the that, that, you got the diaper those, bag. Those two you got things,
1: the... yeah. Then it was a lot better. I'm yeah. sorry, I interrupted gene v's
0: story. That's okay. Yeah, sure okay. He doesn't mind.
1: <laughs> he doesn't. He's not here. <laughs> if you're he might be
0: listening. If you're listening to
1: our apologies, <laughs> okay. My apologies. It's not Matt's
0: fault. good. Okay. All right. So th- this mom finds herself resenting her child's interruption while she's trying to read the Bible, yeah. right? Yeah. Here she was, trying to spend time with God. The baby would start fussing, demanding to be fed, and distracting her attention away from spiritual things. Uh, yeah. After a while, he goes, uh, continues, she came to understand the teaching of vocation. What we're talking about today. Uh, taking care of her baby was what God, at that moment, was calling her to do. Being a mother and loving and serving her child was her vocation, her divine calling from the Lord. She could read her Bible later. That's still a good thing to do. She did not have to feel guilty, though, that she was neglecting spiritual things. Taking care of her baby is a spiritual thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I I love that illustration because I think it really brings to light a couple things. That that calling, that vocation, whatever it may be, is, is from the Lord. You know, and exactly. Certainly, the the Lord is the one that called that woman to be a mother, uh, and then also to recognize that that service to that child is a spiritual thing. That is a good, God pleasing thing. It's the love of neighbor being lived out. That's a holy thing, and and that's you know again that's what vocation really brings to light and reminds us of.
1: Yeah, see, it is it is the way of the the world. It is the way of the devil. Uh, it is the way of sin to divide everything into the secular. Versus the spiritual. But if it is true that God has created all things, Mm -hmm. if it was true that God gave us the command to be fruitful and multiply, if it is true that God gave us the command to go out and and take care of his garden, as it were, well, then there is no distinction, is there? No, everything then we do is a spiritual thing because it's all given us by the Lord. That's what makes it spiritual. Uh, And and see, that's the fundamental problem that that lies underneath that. See, we make spiritual into the things that we do that are religious, and actually the definition of a spiritual is whatever God gives you. So forgiveness, that's a spiritual thing. The scriptures, that's a gift from God. That's a spiritual thing. Children who need to have their diapers changed, well, yeah, that's a spiritual thing too. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, and, and we, in we, we, the service, it doesn't look like it, but yeah, a gift from God, part of his creation. Yeah,
1: thanks for that gift. <laughs> yeah, thanks for
0: that gift. <laughs> but I, I, making, I think that makes life so much more beautiful, too. I'm not just oh, serving does. God that hour a week on a Sunday morning or when I volunteer my time at church. No, I'm serving the Lord day in and day out. Yeah. Uh, that's a spiritual thing. that That makes life, I think, beautiful and a joy. Yeah.
1: And, and and you know, Matt, here's something for us to contemplate: um, Are we returning to the whole theory of monasticism when we have so many activities in our church, where every night, as there's another meeting, you got men's club, you got women's club, you got uh, the young mothers' club, you got the uh, stewardship uh, uh, club? You you know, I, I I worry about that sometimes that maybe we've fallen back. Uh, and you know where it's happening amongst our parochial schools, and I'm, I'm going to get into trouble here, uh, but but I, I see that with sports. that It's all about—in fact, Lynn was saying she needed to have a board meeting, a school board meeting, and they couldn't find a night because everybody had— sports. There wasn't a free night. Uh, and so I think we got to be careful about that, that we fill our lives with so much activity and maybe we're not doing the spiritual things that God has truly given us to do, which is just to have some time with our family and our kids and our spouses. Uh, and that actually is what pleases God, just to have some time. Take some time off today and go love your children and go love your wife or your husband. That'll really make God happy.
0: Yeah. yeah. And I think to To equip our families to be able to be able to demonstrate the faith and teach the faith in the home too. Yeah. I think yeah. so often we've delegated that to the church, and that's there why maybe go. we have so many activities. But no, for that teaching to take place in the home, and certainly that is very much one of the vocations, the callings that God has given to a father and a mother to be sort of that pastors, if you will, as Luther called them, in the home to their children, uh, teaching the Word and also just demonstrating to their children what it is to be a Christian father and mother just by what they do with their kids.
1: And now you're actually back to what you talked about last week, Matt, about the law and the gospel. Because I imagine there are people thinking, well, I don't know all that Bible stuff, and I don't understand the Greek and the Hebrew, but, but I think we all understand... Okay, so here's something that, that our child has done that's wrong. There needs to be a consequence. I, again, a merciful consequence, something that's actually done in love, not in anger. And God help us to, to you know, hold ourselves a little bit until we think through it. Am I doing this in, in love or am I doing this because of just a reaction and anger? But yeah, that, that's, we apply law all the time in our families. But of course, there ought to be a lot of gospel too, you know, when the child is repentant that we let them know, hey, we, we forgive you. You still might have to go to your room tonight. Mm-hmm. But, you know, tomorrow it'll all be better. It'll all be done. It'll be a new morning as, as God's mercies are new every morning too. So,
0: yeah. yeah well put to demonstrate the law and gospel in the yeah. context of the home itself. Day
1: in and day out. Yeah.
0: So, The word "vocation." Uh, Where does that word come from? Not vacation again. Vocation. All right. So it's it's comes from a Latin word. The meaning the voice. Okay. So it's it's a a calling. Yeah, it's a calling, a voice, a voice calling, and I think you know, you know, let me know if this is okay. i think of this in a broad sense and in a narrow sense. Okay. We're called. Right. We're called as God's people. And in that broad sense for us as Christians is is that kind of catechism meaning that we're called by the gospel. Okay. And the Holy yeah. Spirit's called yeah. me by the gospel. And we see that, I think, most vividly, concretely, in, in baptism itself. That Am I been called by God? Well, yeah, I've been called at baptism. He called me by name. He called me his. I'm his child. And so having been called and forgiven, redeemed, and made his child, um, I, I, I'm one of his family uh, I'm connected to him, I'm connected to Christ to so his death, to his resurrection and that's the call of the gospel but then I think in a more narrow sense we're each called as Christians to those different vocations, those different areas of service, those different callings um, so we have this kind of dual call one is the people of God and then each one of us specifically then in different vocations and callings, in a little more narrow of a sense unique to us so I, I think there's kind of a dual call there. Well,
1: well, now you're tying it back into what we said last week about the for us mm-hmm, nature mm-hmm. of the gospel. And I think that goes along with that. Yeah. So obviously everything Jesus has done, uh, he has given that to us in the baptism. That is that broader calling, as you say, we're now his children. In fact, he tells us to address him as our father, which is a profound thing if you think about it, that God wants you to... Think of yourself as his child. But but then again, yeah, as his child, we have some specifically things he's given for us that are unique. You alone have responsibilities. Well, well okay, maybe I'm overstating the case, but you know what I'm saying? You have special responsibilities towards Noah and Anna that I don't have. Yeah. You have some really profound responsibilities towards your wife uh, uh, that I do not have. Yeah. Okay, and don't you dare have any touch my wife because I have a responsibilities <laughs> to her, and they're my responsibilities. <laughs> see, you see what I'm saying? So it really is that yeah. kind of thing. It's kind of like, yeah, this is mine. It's given me to do. Yeah, it's for me in that sense as well. Yeah,
0: it's it's unique to us, and I think yeah, that's a that's a wonderful, a beautiful thing too. Uh, that. That God has placed us specifically where he wants us.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a nice thought. We're exactly where he wants us.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, we really are. Um, So anyway, getting back to this idea of calling. You know, God has been in this business of calling for a long time, okay? We we see that in the Old Testament and the New Testament. I wanted to share one example from the Gospels. Okay, Um, cool. So there's different times where Jesus, he's calling disciples to follow him. And we have that examples of fishermen leaving everything they have in their homes and their livelihood and following Jesus. And that's wonderful, and that is a calling. Uh, But we have this example in Luke chapter 3 where... Some people come to be baptized by John, and they ask him, basically, well, okay, I'm called now, but what do I do?
1: Yeah, that's what they say. What then shall we do? Yeah, how do I live out this
0: identity as as a Christian now? And here's, here's what John has to say to them. I think it's interesting.
1: And he answered them, this is John the Baptist now, "'Whoever has two tunics is to share with him who has none, and whoever has food is to do likewise.'" Tax collectors also came to be baptized and said to him, teacher, what shall we do? And he said to them, collect no more than you are authorized to do. Soldiers also asked him, and we, what, what shall we do? And he said to them, do not extort money from anyone by threats or by false accusation, and be content with your wages.
0: Yeah, so tax collectors coming. you know, tax collectors really probably weren't uh, you know, they were not held in high esteem by the people. Yeah. Soldiers come. I guess we could assume Roman soldiers. They weren't really uh, no. admired by the people no. either. But yet they come and they say, well, what should we do now? And John doesn't say, well, stop collecting taxes yes. or uh, leave your job. No, stop being a soldier. Abandon that. Uh, follow me. Uh, no, he doesn't say that. Instead, he encourages them to to stay, but to live out their vocation, their calling, in a God-pleasing way. So, he's not calling them to abandon their vocation, but to do God's will in their vocation. And I think that's important, too, for us to recognize that that again, God has placed us where he wants us to, to live out our calling in that vocation, whatever it might be.
1: So, so, if you're a plumber and you want to be a godly plumber, just do the very best job of plumbing you could do. And don't overcharge people. Charge them a fair. The labor is worthy of his hire. That's that's a very biblical thing. Uh, uh, and, and whatever it is, the job God has given, that that's all you got to do. Just do the very best at, 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 that you can yeah. do at that job, and be content with your wages, as it says there. Yeah.
0: Because the world, our neighbor, needs plumbers. They your do. neighbor needs soldiers. Your neighbor needs tax collectors. we got collectors plenty either. of
1: pastors. We just need a decent plumber. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, yeah. I'm talking from my, when my toilet. I can't call Matt. He cannot help me. But if Lord, if there was a decent plumber out there, a good Christian-loving plumber, wouldn't we all rejoice in that?
0: Exactly. So that you're not a Christian plumber because you you take your Sharpie marker and you draw crosses on people's pipes,
1: <laughs> right? <laughs> or you have the little ichthus on the back of your your plumbing van. Yes. No, no, that doesn't do it. You're
0: a Christian plumber, like you said, by doing. Your job to the best of your ability and just being a a good honest plumber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks be to God. Yeah, yeah. So, so as we think through that, what, what's our vocation? And I I encourage our listeners to think about that. Yeah. Where does God place you? And three things to think about as we we wrap up okay. here. The first thing is um, think about the gifts that God's blessed you with. Because I'm thinking if God is wants you to do a particular vocation, he's giving you a particular calling, he's going to be faithful. He's going to give you the gifts needed and that, to of, fulfill that's what that it's calling.
1: it's all about. It's about his gifts to you. His yeah. gifts. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, use them, Romans says. Second thing to think about is just think about the present. I think sometimes... Um, we forget where God has placed us right here and right ah, now. Yeah. Sort of this lack of contentment, kind of this, um, you know, like a, a kid, well, what they want to be when they grow up. And yeah. they're such a hurry to grow up. Well, I think some freedoms for adults, you know, maybe we're in a, a job we think that's kind of a dead end job, for instance. Well, and maybe it is. And, and maybe you have ambitions for a better job. And there's nothing wrong with that. But where you're at right now, God has a purpose for you. So right now, here in the present, changing the diaper, The job that's maybe not your favorite thing to do, whatever it is, that's where God's called you right now, and so do it to the best of your ability for the sake of your neighbor. And that work that you're doing is an honorable thing, no matter how lowly it it might seem to us.
1: And, and the cool thing is, is you don't have to do it because you're worried that if you don't do it, God's not going to love you, or no, God's not no. going to take care of you. No, you do it because you know He loves you. You know He's yeah. going to take care of you.
0: Yeah, it'll be all right. And I think that's why I have those ideas of the broad calling of the gospel is yes, so important. Yeah. Because I'm I'm forgiven, I'm saved, I don't have to worry about that, and I'm free to. To live out my calling, my vocation. And then the third thing to think about is just multiple callings. I think it's, sometimes people think, well, what is my one vocation, Uh, my one calling? And and boy, we've got multiple ones. You know, we think about guys like us, pastor, but also husband and father and grandfather and citizen of our country and, you know, neighbor and brother and, you know, and and son to parents, you know, it's just all these vocations and how might we live out those callings within those multiple vocation that that God has, has blessed us with. So anyway uh, Another teaching that comes out of the Reformation Vocation And a, I think a beautiful one That gives um, meaning to life uh, in, in all aspects of life As we serve God But also serve our neighbor
1: And I just think it's so neat Because you can just do it And you don't have to worry about it being perfect You don't have to worry about it failing You just do it Because you know God loves you You know you're forgiven And all you're trying is just love the neighbor That's all you're trying to
0: do That's right So more about the Reformation, maybe, who knows, next week on Wrestling with the Basics.